Yes, even my cat goes by a nickname. <laughs> and he responds to it. That's the best part. Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Cedius, and we are without Perrin. So the guest Yay! is going to be both guest and parent. Good luck with that. And I'm Ian Bryan, <laughs> the guest. The guest. The last minute, thank God we found a guest guest. Because we had guests, and then something came up, and I've been promised a fun story, um, but I've not got it yet. But uh, we, we had three guests, and then we had none. Uh, so we'll... Uh, you made a wish, and the crappy genie provided. <laughs> <laughs> which, which granted, crappy genie. Yes, indeed. And for those unfamiliar with that joke, uh, I know Ian from him being the crappy genie over on the High Five Guys podcast, the hosts of which we've had on the show previously. So Ian is like me, and he does that whole podcast circuit thing, only he does it far less frequently than I do. <laughs> so, Even though it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Although... It might not be so much fun today because we're drinking some interesting scotch today. And in Minnesota, interesting is a bad adjective. Yes, yes, this, this is this is Chinese interesting times. Interesting. <laughs> uh, we the distillery in question in Dave's hand. We have done one bottle before earlier this season. Um, we like the distillery. But we don't like this line so much, or we didn't the first bottle that we had. This is the Edrador Balichin. Balakin? I don't know. We'll spell it out for you on the uh, the notes. And this is number seven from the Discovery series, The Bordeaux Casks. And that is why it is this particular bottle this time, because... Heavily peated. We're, we're doing a Bordeaux cask, which is something I think we've never done. Highland single malt scotch whiskey. Are you done? Natural color, unchilled filter. <laughs> I didn't think so. Product of Scotland. Go to the Fuck other side did. of the bottle. Forty-six <laughs> percent alcohol by volume. <laughs> now we're probably there. Surgeon's general warning. The uh, established eighteen twenty-five. <laughs> You're jumping the gun, Dave. Jumping the gun. Uh, so he's going to get the pour going. And so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about Ian. Skip a bit. Don't don't do the full story. But you know. Hit the important bits. In the beginning! <laughs> well, I'm a Minnesota resident, lived here my entire life. I currently work in the exciting field of plumbing design. So your uh, job's down the tubes? Pretty much. I get to lay pipe all day. There you go. <laughs> Virtually. Um, as for what I do when I'm not working, I may have been a dog walker volunteer at the Humane Society for three years. Recently did my third walk for animals as a volunteer. Adopted my own dog back in November from there. And now a 10-month-old, 35-pound pit bull. Much like Cedius, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Indulging in the various games and media formats out there. <laughs> well, I, I'm geek. I'll, I'll, I'll take a little nerd, but, but geek. You're a nerd. You're a DBA. You're a nerd. <laughs> I am giving you the look, Dave, because this is <laughs> because this is radio. Visual gag on audio podcast drink. Anyway, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. That, that's a that's a decent start. We'll get we'll get back to more with Ian later in the show. Uh, for now, Dave has poured our Bordeaux finished. Valentine. This has the most interesting nose, and it does have a nose. 
I mean, it, it is it is sweet and smoky at the same time. Mm. It's flowery and full of death. Can you elaborate on that last part, Dave? You can. It's got the peat, which is bog. Bog is death. Yes, for for those listeners, Dave likes to take it a couple of levels deep. Extrapolating what Dave has to say is sometimes painfully dull, and other times just painful. So I'm trying to figure out what the sweetness is on here. Yeah, it's a it's a very floral sweet. There is a danger of overnosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've got the the reset coffee grounds provided by True Stone, True Stone coffee. coffee, fresh roast cold beans. Promo code Scotch gets you ten percent off their uh, off your order on their website. And if you forget, you can go to scotch.xtlpodcast.com. Scotch.xtlpodcast.com. Hey, look, we plugged our website for maybe the seventh time. Right. Well, I mean, I figured if we were plugging somebody else, I should remember to plug us. Well, yeah. I mean, it's episode one hundred five and all, but yeah. you know, plugging us seven times—that's yeah, we're above average now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a butterscotch in here too, I think. I'm not familiar with Bordeaux as a wine, so I'm not sure what I should expect to get out of the nose. But yeah, now that I found the butterscotch, that's all I'm getting. It's like the butterscotch disc. Yeah, the, 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 the nose I'm kind of okay with. If it doesn't taste good, this might become aftershave, because I could live with this. But The body is ridiculously interesting. and mm, That is interesting. There's a nice sweetness to it. Yeah, it's got a real sweet, uh, and you can still get the... the the peat in there. It's a really intriguing con- uh, com- combination. I don't know that I would uh, ever have thought that this would work out well, but I am pleasantly surprised by it. And I'm almost getting some of the butterscotch disc. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit I'll of that. Sit there. Um, there's still a lot of J random floral in yeah. there. It's, it is kind of like a, a flower exploded in my mouth. Yeah, I got some sweetness to begin with. Oddly enough, in the back end, I'm getting a spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little little pepper. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean the the finish is very light. It's mostly in the body. It's a little burn up front on the tongue, but yeah, the the, the finish is, is is very light on the palate. There's a flavor there that it hits, and then it passes too quickly for me to identify. I'm getting a little cheesed off here. Being unfamiliar with scotch, I'm not sure how to identify the bo- the main flavor of the body, as you said. Don't inhale too quickly after drinking it, though. Yeah, um, it goes right into the sinuses. I don't know. I like it, though. Yeah. I don't know why I like it, but I do. Maybe it's reminding me more of the, like, the base Edredor, and it's just got a little bit of the hints of... Yeah, I mean, it's sweeter than the base. It's been a long time since we've had the base. Yeah. It's but got that solid peat. Mm. To it, that which is really nice, and that comes through uh, in your in your mouth uh, when you're done, and that just kind of stays with you. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe the the peat with the sweetness is kind of turning into a mm-hmm. not quite loam, but it's kind of a, a a good freshly turned earth. The smell translating to taste. I've never actually eaten freshly turned fertile dirt in that way, but I mean. The way in other ways. The way it smells, though, I'm, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Sure. I'm getting that. Yeah. If you want freshly turned dirt, I've got plenty in my backyard from digging. <laughs> well, I just had an egress one to put in, too, but it's definitely not very fertile dirt. <laughs> it is It is an ugly shade of red-brown and not... I, it might even have a little clay in it. It's, it's certainly not 
what I would consider fertile soil. And now we're just going to add a few drops. A little bit of water. water. The nose is lighter, but otherwise mm. unchanged. I mean, the, the, the floral comes out maybe a little more. Yeah, I was about to say more floral in there. Okay, I'm taking that back. The, the butterscotch has been subsumed by that, that floral. It's, it's certainly underneath. It's beginning to come back, though. Maybe, maybe it's just the reset <laughs> thing. Yeah, there's something in here. I have to go in several times before I really get anything, but I've been fighting a small sinus something, too, I think, so. Oh, all I'm getting is alcohol now. Time for a reset. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you were also going in pretty deep there. Well, yeah, I was trying to layer out the smells. We just said it was I'm almost getting some of the pepper in the nose now. Maybe that's the, the major difference I'm getting. Yeah, it's faint. But it's there. Yeah. We still dig on the nose. Yeah, now that you mentioned I am getting a peppery smell in there. So that's something the butterscotch you're getting. I got it in the in the body, but not not much. It's still just very floral. Okay, it peppered up the the palate for me a little bit, and the, the finish hits stronger with that pepper up front. Ooh, yeah, stronger pepper for me as well. Yeah, it does. It almost lost its sweetness. Yeah, the floral went went way down, and that peppery taste way up, and then. A little bit of the peat. I don't feel like this is so heavily peated anymore. Well, the, the the other one was listed as heavily peated as well, and we barely got any peat out of it. So, well. I mean, for an Edredor, it's heavily peated. For an Elay, it's Brulati. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I mean, it's almost all pepper, which is, I mean, it's not like eating a peppercorn or anything, but it, it's... Oh, I don't know about that. There. There's a novice to it. I'm actually... Rather astounded by the fact that just a couple of drops of water changed it so greatly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to add a little extra water just to see what happens now. And I'm going to palate reset, too, for for science. All right. Nose is dead with the extra water. Maybe just the, the, yeah. I'm getting, the lightest hand of pepper. Yeah, I'm getting more of an astringent alcohol scent. Yeah, and astringent is what you get in the yeah, a little bit of in the body. A little bit of peat. It's, it's, it's really just washed out now with the amount of water I had in there. I'd, I'd probably have it a little shy of 50-50. I have um, 10 drops oh. in total. Yeah. I've got eight, and wow, the pepper in mine is overbearing now. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is pretty... Uh... Goes well with the crackers and cheese, though. <laughs> I only have one type of cheese out today. It's the H. Tavardi, because when I went to Cub, while well, I finally had some again, it's all dated... A week and a half from now. Now, it's aged cheese, so who the fuck cares? It can sit in the wrapper for a while, but still I'll try to use it sooner rather than later. I'm certainly liking this one more than the other one, though. From this line. Balakin is the registered brand name for the heavily peated distillations produced at Edredor, Scotland's smallest distillery. In times long gone, Edredor was one of seven farm distilleries operating in Perthshire. Today, sadly, it is the only one remaining. Balakin was another of the original farm distilleries and operated between 1810 and 1927. It is a tribute to the efforts of these pioneering farmers that we have resurrected the name Balakin. Since acquiring Edredor Distillery in 2002, I have pursued extensive program of experimentation. 
Several heavily peated distillations have been produced, initially on a very limited scale, and these are being matured in a wide range of wood types. The phenol content of the malts used in production is not less than 50 parts per million. The Bordeaux cask matured in our seventh release of Balakin has been matured solely in first fill Bordeaux hogsheds. Hogshit? Hogsheds. Hogsheads? Hogheads, yeah. There were a total of 6,000 bottles produced. Over the next two years, we will be releasing further progress reports on Balakin's development, featuring the other wood types, so that the whiskey enthusiast can take part in our journey of establishing another truly formidable single malt whiskey, born out of passion and the pursuit of quality. Enjoy the journey. Now, Andrew Symington, June 2012. Now, I'm fairly certain that both of the Balakins that I picked up, I got at Benny's in Chicago. I don't... I, I'm fairly certain I have Pretty. seen them here now. I think Total Wine maybe has had them. But they're, they're a rare find, as is Edredor entirely, or at least around here. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, surprisingly a decent start. Yeah. Which is... Uh, why I continue to question why you started with that one, knowing what, what it is we have coming up. But, well, I thought this one was going to be shit, too, so. Short term. It also means I do eventually need to find myself a, a bottle of Bordeaux, because I, I, I'm wondering if uh, Bordeaux might also be to uh, my, my taste. I, I, I'm, I have looked. I have yet to see a Malbec-finished scotch, but I really want to try one. But to stay on task... Yeah, I dug on this. Um, butterscotch is a jam. The pepperiness, I, I certainly liked it better neat. The water really didn't help it much in any way. I mean, the pepper wasn't bad. It just wasn't wasn't where I wanted to go with it. Um, the extra water didn't help at all. Uh, so definitely do this neat. Yeah, this was pretty good. It's not quite a four, but I'm, I'm going to give it a three nine. Wow. I, I really like this one. So for our new listeners and our guests... Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring down to three. One is a war crime. <laughs> Five is the best shit you've ever had in your mouth. Take that however you like. Three, three is, is the middle. Average. One to five. Uh, I'm, I like this. I thought the flavor profiles were intriguing and definitely a combination that I thought was going to just be terrible, but I found it very enjoyable. It wasn't great, but it was definitely above average. I'm going to give it a 3.25. Well, with my limited experience, it was better neat, as you said. The the stronger peppery flavor towards the end did not endear me to the addition of water. Since I have very little experience with scotch itself, I'm more partial to other liquors. I'd have to say probably average. It wasn't so a 3. Because it wasn't the worst thing I've ever had. and But it didn't blow my mind. It was tolerable. I could drink it. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, while Dave uh, sorts out his glass and gets the next pour ready, which, man, am I dreading this one. Um, not, dun, 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 not, not, not to dun, you know, dun, 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 foreshadow dun, too much, dun. but uh, 
So let's let's a little bit more about Ian. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he was the crappy genie on the High Five Guys. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, how how that came about. How did how did you become the crappy genie? Well, um, I'm good friends with uh, Jason Edstrom, the one of the hosts. I've known him since high school, so I've known him from about what's a '99 to 2000 to current. Uh, I used to room with him. I lived in his house. Um, so shortly after they started the um, podcast, they were doing hypothetical questions at that time. I provided them with one of the earliest ones of the hypothetical question was, if you are granted the ability to have one wish, however, after you make your wish, you will randomly lose one of your five senses. The wish in no way can be used to counteract the loss of that sense. Do you take the wish? Shortly after that, the discussion of it, like, Ian is just the worst genie ever. And that's how I got the nickname from them from to be the crappy genie. And since then, I've enjoyed it. I did a brief time of uh, being on Twitter as it, just searching uh, people who tweeted hashtag wish. And then granting their wish, but with a nasty caveat at the back end of it. So, uh, to an extent, uh, those people familiar with the improv game Wish Granted, uh, that's Ian's jam. <laughs> so, Being yes, a I, sadistic bastard. I, I'm quite familiar with uh, with some of his evil geniness. <laughs> uh, and, and, and after he was granted the title, he did kind of go out of his way to throw specifically questions that, that had... A fun little twist on them <laughs> like that. And for the record, random five cents? Fuck no. Do I get to choose the five cents and I can pick one and then, it, you know, again, the wish can't counteract it? Oh, yeah, I, could, I, could, I can handle that. What would but, you pick in that case? What sense if you could lose one? Um, well, let's see. I can't lose sight because I like my gaming too much. I can't, lose, I can't lose hearing because I like music too much. I can't lose touch because that's one of my love languages. Uh, I can't lose taste because I love my scotch. I can do without the nose, but I can't. I can't lose the taste. Eating would become a chore if I couldn't taste, so I would lose smell. Not to mention the fact that there's a lot of smells that bother me tremendously. The only drawback to that is my nose has become hypersensitive to a lot of the things that are allergens for me, and so if I don't at least get the warning signal of allergen, uh, that would be a problem. But my brain does interpret that as a foul odor, so that I can I can do the correct interpretation. So as long as I still get the danger will Robinson out of it without having to identify the smell. Yes, if I lose if I lose the danger sense with it, then no, I, I, I still wouldn't be able to do it. See, for me, I very much I enjoy food, and a big part of that is the scent of it. It adds to the flavor. I think that you would lose something drastically if you lost the ability to smell the food you're enjoying. To me, while that is scientifically true, the caveat of the question, if you only lose one sense, technically, if, if losing smell also causes you to lose taste, now you're losing two senses, which crappies your crappy, and <laughs> night it. Um, so uh, I, I, I feel for that to work, you'd still be able to retain your taste while losing smell. Yeah. Otherwise... 90% of your 10 cents of taste is your sense of smell, so... Well, yes, but I'm, I'm saying, for in the nature of this question... To lose one would, if, if losing one would still cause you to lose the other, then that means it's still violates. that 10%. Yeah, you still have the, the percent that's actually your sense of taste. But by not, rounding up, not what your, what, but by, not what your sense of, t- not but, what you think your sense of taste is. But by rounding up, is. you've lost two senses, and so no. 
I think the worst one for me, much like you said, is the uh, feeling, the sense of touch. I'm a very much a big tactile person, you know, being in contact with my environment. I think it would drive me insane to not be able to experience the world around well, me. Well, also, I would sense. just run into walls. <laughs> well, let's see. See, the thing though is that if you, if you couldn't touch, uh, driving would be virtually impossible um, because your sense of touch control. I mean, I suppose with I suppose with the proper usage of cruise control, you could still make that happen. But driving would be difficult. And they make visual sensors for people. Sex who, would suck. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, losing touch would be bad. It'd be so much more productive. <laughs> I mean, touch is still probably the second choice. If if smell and t- taste remain as tight as they are, touch would still probably win. At that point, I would just probably give up on dating and, and monk it out for a while. But I mean, so we're drinking the Glenfiddich <laughs> and Dave has experimental an answer. Experimental so. series number one. Yeah, but Dave, we're gonna make you answer before finished you finished in India Pale Ale cast. Answer the question. Zesty and hoppy. Zesty, product of Scotland. Damn it, Dave! You're not playing. <laughs> so we've we'll got drinking to do. All right, fine. Dave's got drinking to do. We'll make you answer later. So yes, this is an IPA finished Glenfiddich. This has the potential to greatly suck for yours truly because I hate hops. I hate beer. I'm not a beer fan myself. Well, I, I, I the but reason great. the reason I say that I dislike beer is because as I have found truly it's I dislike hops. Yeah. Stouts I'm okay with, Belgians I'm okay with. They're usually not so hoppy. IPAs on the other hand can fuck right off. No, there's definitely so. there's definitely hops in the nose and it mixes very well with the with the smoothness of the the Glenlivet. Glenfiddich. Yeah, yeah, it's the stag. I'm getting a very strong lemon lysol, but that's what hops does to me. So there was something there I caught for a second that rang a bell. I can't. And get it's it kind of astringent. That it, that it is. At least it doesn't smell like grain belt, so that's it's, good. It's a very light pale too. Oh yeah, Man, you need more light bulbs. In your I I know chandelier. I, Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, okay. You know how LEDs are supposed to last forever? Yeah, these fucking didn't. So. You should get some, like, Philips Hues and start to, like, pimp out your house, dude. That would only matter if I had a people besides you over, Dave. You're only my work wife. No. Which, by that comment, I'm not people. <laughs> Perrin doesn't count either. No, Perrin, you're not people. Had <laughs> the much same happen in an God, old job. <laughs> he thinks he's people. Only in the Soylent Green sense. Still, despite the... When I watched that for the first time... But its age and how much you know of the twist, it was it's still remarkably a great movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah there's so, definitely a, a citrus in there, very lemon, and there's another citrus hiding behind it. So 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 James, just for you, this scotch has the hoppiness. You you will understand, I know. Does James listen to our show? I don't know, but I'm gonna tell him that I, I said hoppiness. Just just to make him happy. Yeah, listener count plus one. I mean <laughs> So 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 you know what I'm saying with it? It's got the happiness. Yeah. Okay. Because that was a big whole thing on Awfulcopter for a long time. So uh, for those not picking up on the joke, put oh, your mind by, on by the way, guest, you're, you're you are uh, expected to listen to the show now that you're a guest. Yeah. Or at least, at the very least, download. Like, well, I, I have. I think I've downloaded in the past. At least give you that much. 
do yeah. much the same you're, with a couple other. You're contractually, <laughs> contractually obligated now. Yeah. Well, so, uh, the, 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 the nose has sat on me for a little while. I haven't gone in yet. Uh, it's gone bananas. Yeah, that's it. The tropical fruit. Yep. I wouldn't mind banana. So, between bananas and hoppies, uh, this is going to be... All right, I'm... I'm, mm. I'm going to pray for death and go in here. Over the lips and through mm. the gums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's banana. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's banana. That is so banana. Yeah, all those times where I've mentioned banana before on, like, the Jura and whatever. No, that was a oh. hint of banana. Yeah, this is this, this is, is banana. lots of banana. It's like, hey, let's make a banana-flavored scotch. Yeah, Dave, 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 Dave's got a shit-eating grin looking in my general direction now because he knows <laughs> how much I'm going to hate this. Oh man, I, I drink more like of it. this. Yeah, I do too. Again, it's it's a lot of banana, and it's not smooth. No, it's, it's uh, it, if if it was smooth, I would I would really like this. No, this this is a, this is a this is a good banana bread. I mean, yeah, that's, it, that's that's the flavor I'm getting. As it is, it's uh, there's there's banana, and then there's some some harshness on the finish. It is it is not a smooth. Smooth scotch. I mean, so. we've had worse, but oh yeah, for sure. But it, I was really kind of expecting that there would be a nice smooth finish, and that it would be something that would be really good. Start of the finish, I'm also kind of getting like a crisp tart apple to it too. Mm-hmm. I got it on the tip of the tongue. Even. I mean, as much as this isn't my wheelhouse, if if you like the flavor profile of bananas with uh, maybe a touch of apple applesauce behind it, this isn't bad. I mean. There have been finicks I dislike more, and I don't like banana. Yeah, this is is very drinkable. Uh, if this was aged another three years, this would be a fantastic scotch. And I don't say this because it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just I'm saying this because I Wait. can imagine it as better. Well, you generally like a good finick, so yeah, I've got three or four in my in my collection. Yeah, I'm 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 the finicky finick. I, no. I don't I'm. I, as a rule, I haven't liked it much. XTL but. podcast, extreme ta- extreme tasting league, XTL. That's a C. X T R E M E. Or you can just do XTL podcast.com like you said yeah. earlier. Scotch. Well, why don't I hand it to you to do that? Whoa, that's not it. Because <laughs> Dave can't type. Oh, well, I'm a horrible speller. My supervisor returned an email that I cc'd her on at work, pointing out that I had misspelled two words. <laughs> As my claim to fame in one spelling test, I think it was fifth grade, 100 words, got one word right. Anyone want to guess what that word was? Cat. Misspell. <laughs> Only one out of 100 I got. <laughs> mm. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't remember that story. Well, you know, it's a good ironical answer, so... Yeah, this is the kind of making me wish I liked bananas a little bit more, but, uh... I didn't... That's not what I searched for. Oh, are you having problems, Dave? No, it keeps auto-correcting. I believe the phone is going, I don't believe you can do that, Dave. Oh, it sometimes is weird about the talk-to-text, about the words it will hear. You should stop, Dave. Ha! One, two, three, four drops. Ah, ah, ah. So. Four. Four fabulous drops. Ah, 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 ah. So, banana's still in the nose. Oh, yeah. 
I can, I can get the banana a lot stronger this time. Kind of lost the hops a little, but it, it's 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 going to be an issue for me because once it's bananas, it all comes up bananas and bananas. I like bananas. You and Gwen Stefani, I don't. I found her more attractive when she was the punky girl in the early 90s. She, Back when they were ska? She has not dramatically yeah. changed. Her persona and appearance has changed quite a lot from when mm. she was. I don't know. She's still recognizably Gwen to me, where a lot of other artists from the same time are not. I hope the rest of them are not recognizably Gwen. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> Such an ass. It's my signature move. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> no questions. Listeners, the podcast agree. All five. 32 Helens agree. <clears throat> yeah, no, the nose just really... It lost the lemon. To me, it lost the banana flavor in the tasting. It went, mm. No, it's still there. It's diminished. The bread's come out. I get the oak tannins in the finish. Mm. Yep. Um, the oak is much stronger. That's yeah. what I was looking for. The, but the rest of the flavors do do diminish quite a bit. It's a little it spicy, starts, spicy at the top of the finish. starts to show its age. A little bit more. I would again drink this neat, no water. I second that. And as the banana hater, I like it more wet. But he likes his banana wet. Yes, yes, I do. Sorry, I am twelve years old. <laughs> sure, we all. You, uh, you, you missed the obligatory wood giggle when he said it earlier. <laughs> it had to become more peppery or astringent to me. Well, you said there's a little there's, bit of both. There's some pepper at the top of the finish. It's a little astringent, but I think a lot of the a lot of the scotches get a little bit more astringent with the water, so that, that's not phasing me no. nearly as much. And it's less than several that we've had, so I don't think I was prone to call it out. Yeah. But Dis- despite not having an age statement, it's it, it's clearly at least a, an eight. Yeah, I would guess probably a ten, possibly even a twelve, knowing them. But no, they put an age statement on that. Oh god, this is gonna be impossible. Yeah, it's, 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 it, lights. it's brown on tan, and I have a very, very, I have a single bulb warm light in this room behind it's two layers of glass before it gets to day. It's so. a yellow light too. I said it was warm. Oh, that actually makes it worse. Just because. <laughs> yeah, don't don't glare it out. Uh, <clears throat> We're trying to help. The Glenfiddich Experimental Series pushes whiskey boundaries and challenges traditions. When Brian Kinsman, a malt master, met an entrepreneurial space-side craft brewer, they hit it off immediately. And it didn't take long for a genius idea to form. Experimental and untraditional. Brian suggested creating a Glenfiddich whiskey finished in India Pale Ale craft beer casks. Something never done in the industry before. What started as a quirky idea had turned into an intensive experiment. Malt master Brian Kinsman. Speyside, craft brewer, not only did they create a pioneering new whiskey with unique zesty citrus notes and the subtle hint of fresh hops, but they also created a pioneering new craft beer in the process, too. 
The malt is proof that the great things that happen when whiskey, when great minds meet, whiskey. Vibrant with a zesty citrus note, followed by soft, sweet vanilla and a hint of fresh hops. Experiment over ice with a twist of blood orange. Ooh, I love blood orange. I'll do two. I've got some Solara. That, that, that can be interesting. Um, blah, blah, blah. Or, uh, blah, blah, blah. Is Solara blah, blah, the name blah. of the blood orange? I've got a blood orange liqueur. Uh, that could be. Yeah. Uh, zesty citrus notes with a hint of fresh hops. I, yeah, apparently citrus plus hops equals banana to all three of us because... <laughs> no, there was, there was lots of banana. There was some citrus in here. Don't, don't get I mean, me there, wrong, there, was, there, was, there was some lemon in the nose, but I wasn't really feeling it on the palate at all. It was there when it was neat, but it was I... a lot of, it was a lot of banana. So Yeah. 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 Ian, why don't you start us off on this one? Once again I preferred this one neat like the other ones. I was a little more partial to this because I liked the flavor more. So I'd probably say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a four. I don't have as much experience to draw off of. Dave? Yeah, I I liked it neat. I didn't hate it wet. Uh, it was uh, not... Uh, what, you're not going to give it a four? No, I'm not going to give it a four. He wrote down a four under his name. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I wrote, think that was foreshadowing. I, I wrote it in the wrong Better spot. And it, no, <laughs> no, it was it, it, it was it was misplacement of a four, not a foreshadow. And, and, and a foreshadow in pen, I mean, I can I can draw it, but it's... it's, you know, it's so, I thought it was all right. I, I think I liked it better than the last one. Not by much. I'm going to give it a solid 3-3. Three, three. Uh, a surprise to no one, I did not like it better than the last one. But apparently I liked it better than Dave. Because I think this is a 3-5. I don't like banana. I don't like banana bread. I was dreading this. I, I hate IPAs. I don't, I don't like being near them. Hops is the bane of my beer. I, I have yet to find a beer with hops in it that I care for. But this was surprisingly not bad. Again, I would do it wet to lose the banana out of it. But yeah, this this for for a fiddick, uh, this was this was surprisingly pleasant to me. I, I've had, we've had a number on the show that I've not cared for. This this is drinkable. I'm very surprised. Yeah, no, I mean I feel it's drinkable too. I just I don't think it's it's that much above average that it still falls very soundly in the like average center of like two seven five to. Mm. To, you know, three, no, I, I, so. I, I honestly think it's better than that, which, which surprises I, the shit out of me. I, I think you, you must have hit your head somewhere. Well, probably. I mean, this is me, and yeah. yeah, and it's okay. Our scales have always been a little bit different, but so yeah, uh, that wraps the tastings for this show. Uh, On to the plugs. We've already uh, pimped our website, which is unusual. Scotch.xtlpodcast.com. And there's the three beat. Um, and uh, we've mentioned True Stone Coffee, Fresh Roast Cool Beans. Pick up some uh, delicious, delicious coffee there. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to need to get more soon. We're, uh, we're running low on the decaf I ordered uh, way back when I you know, first talked about ordering it, because that's how quickly I go through coffee. But the last thing to pimp, uh, since I have every intention of posting this on time, June 2nd and 3rd, you still have a chance, if you are Twin Cities local, to catch Anxiety the Musical the latest Fearless Comedy Productions original uh, show that we're putting on at the Mounds Theater. Uh, it's been getting really great reviews. We've had uh, some, some really, really strongly attended uh, shows, which, uh, which is good for us. The mu- I, I, I saw it opening night. I, 
I was really impressed by it. I mean, I, I, I like all of our shows, certainly, um, some more than others. This, this, one's, this one's right up there. Admittedly, I'm a fan of the musical. Um, I, I, I do enjoy on it. But songs like Everything You've Done Today Is Wrong <laughs> speak to me on ways that you just, you just can't imagine. Uh, to be fair, uh, it has been pointed out that while it's called Anxiety the Musical, it is specifically about social anxiety. Um, however, anxiety is anxiety to some degree, um, and some of the feelings and, and, and the, the personification that we have of anxiety in the show, I think, will speak to, to everyone. And, and the particular performer in question, she does a fantastic job. She's, she does very, a, a very good job of, of lurking and looming and crawling over everything to get in the spot to whisper in the ear of, of the people on stage that she's talking to. It's, it's brilliantly performed. Um, so, so kudos to director Susie Becker for uh, for that and, and for casting choice and, and and boo in that performance. It's it's very good. What are you laughing at? Is is Ian fondling his eyedropper? He's doing weird stuff with water. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Do not molest the H two O. So yeah, that's uh, that's the major thing going on there. Um, we June is going to be another week of fearless uh, lab double blind and uh, uh, PowerPoint karaoke are all in the same week again um, so so do remember to check that out that will happen in advance of episode two or mostly in advance of uh, episode two of in, in, in June here uh, episode 106 by the numbers so uh, so yeah that's that's the pimpage there Ian do you have anything to promote about the only thing I could probably promote is the main society as a big supporter and volunteer. So if you are looking at any time to get uh, a pet, a cat, a dog, they also take in rabbits, gerbils, and various other small animals. You know, it goes towards a good cause. It's a lot more, it's a lot cheaper than buying from a breeder because everything's included, spayed, neutering, all their medications and checkups. And as well as if you're looking for, you know, they provide uh, pet boarding, training and other animal supplies and they all go to help support the Humane Society. Uh, One more thing. Uh, I've recently been playing Injustice 2 and if you like fighting games, man, it's it's a good time. Uh, I'm I'm not very good at fighting games, but I do like well, I like comic books. I'm not a big DC person, but it's 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 playing in the same what if universe as Injustice 1. It's a sequel to that game. Um, It's it's continuing the story. Um, The voice acting is great. It is it is it is absolutely excellent. So if if, if you're a fan at all of the DC Comics world and, and like fighting games, uh, Injustice Two is well worth the money. And now it's time to surprise the guest with the fact that he has to close out the show with a toast because we're dicks. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have to be anything fancy. It has to be fancy. Well, it has to impress Dave. <laughs> Well, the only one that comes to mind is the traditional Irish toast, which I learned at my from my grandfather. Uh, may the wind always rise to your back, and may you be in uh, he- may you be in heaven an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Roger. Cheers. <laughs>